Just a quick word of warning before we get going that the following podcast will almost certainly contain spoilers and may also contain strong language and conversations of an adult nature. Welcome to Minisode 14 of Strong Language and Violent Scenes, the podcast given a second chance to films that might not deserve them. I'm Mitch Bain, I'm a horror writer and an occasional doer of musical things. And I'm Andy Stewart. How's it going, man? You alright? <laughs> I'm okay, man. Thank you. Yep, how are you? Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, busy as ever, but I've, uh, we'll get to this in a sec, but I've managed, I've kept on my promises this week. Oh, right, okay, okay. We will indeed get to that, yeah, yeah. Have you been watching anything uh, out with? The challenges you've set yourself and the uh, general required watching for the show? Uh, not really. Between between trying to do the Shockwaves 100 and uh, also having a film to watch per week actually for the main episodes, <laughs> uh, I'm running out of time to okay. uh, to watch other things in all honesty. But, I mean, uh, what, else you, what else are you doing with your time? Like, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, I'm a bit uh, a bit concerned that you're up to stuff behind really behind my back. Yeah, without my knowledge, like without checking in. Yeah, I suppose. No, it's, it's been a busy week. Uh, but like I say, I think that I think that managing to get to as many as I have done this week, I'll I'll settle for. Okay. What about you? I did revisit um, Ted Gagan's uh, We Are Still Here. Oh, cracker! Yeah, uh, I think it was my possibly my favorite film of 2015. Uh, my favorite, really, was it my favorite genre film of 2015. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, it was good to nice to go back and have a have another rewatch at that. Barbara Crampton's in there doing some amazing work. She is truly she is. haunted. A truly haunting performance from from uh, Crampton. Yeah, no, she's great. That that's that's a great film actually. I seem to remember that. I think that it, for me it goes a little bit over the score visually. Right. Okay. Go on. I think uh, it's a little bit CGI heavy. All oh, right. Okay. You're talking about the actual effects on the on the ghosts, if you like. Yeah, inverted, I thought, like, uh, inverted commas. Yeah, like that. That I think that's a little much for me. But uh, but okay. I think I think it's a great film though. Um, See, that's it's strange that you say that because normally that's something that would really get my goat. And it doesn't in this. It doesn't particularly in this. It doesn't annoy me as much as it would in just about anything else. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, that's fair. I mean, like, um, what I would say is that I really like. I think that that film does a lot of really good work in the first half. Mm-hmm. And some of the kind of like some of the kind of just general dramatic stuff and the kind of narrative stuff um, kind of reminds me a little bit of things like the innkeepers oh yeah i love the innkeepers that's a great film yeah it's probably my favorite ty west one i think in fact no, the sacrament is i guess but like uh but I've yeah i've watched the sacrament in a while i think that's well overdue a rewatch it's, i've got it i've got it sat there but go back to it it's so good <laughs> and it holds up really well on a on a multiple watches as well but no um we're still here i haven't seen that in a while actually uh, I think I have seen it since I saw it premiere in. I think that's because I saw it theatrically. I saw it at Fright Fest. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I've gone back to it once since then. Uh, and I also I need to check out his new film as well. Um, Mohawk. Yeah, yeah, I reviewed Mohawk for Nerdly when I was writing for Nerdly. How'd you find um, it? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it's a very di- it's a very different film. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it's kind of, I guess it's kind of broad genre stuff for sure, but mm-hmm. uh, very different. So if you're expecting more of the same, you will absolutely be disappointed. Right. Um, right. I think uh, Mohawk's on Netflix now. Uh, it is. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I ne- like that's on my kind of like immediate Netflix list. Um, I would say Mohawk and Caliber. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I watched Caliber the other day actually. Oh really? <laughs> could talk about could I talked about that? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, right. it's really good. Uh, check it out. Um, I've been meaning to make time for it since people were talking. Well, since it came on Netflix, obviously, but I've been keeping an eye on it since people were talking about it after Edinburgh. Right. Yeah. Um. So no, I've been meaning to get to that. So that and Mohawk are sitting near the top. So yeah, we can talk about Caliber next week. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll go in, we'll dig into that in more detail next week. Yeah. For sure. So, Shockwaves one hundred time. Mitch plus Shockwaves one hundred. Feel like you're phoning these in a little bit now. <laughs> um, so I promised after last week's disappointment of not managing any, uh-huh. I did say that I would try and do three. Right, and you're saying that you've done that. Now, have you gone over and above? Uh, no, and I'll explain why. You have hit your required. Uh, but I've made I've made the three. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it was two first watches. Okay. Which we'll get to. The one that I had seen that I saw first this week was Alien. Ridley Scott's Alien. Yes, there is not... Pretty a, much nothing else to say about yeah, that. There's not a great deal left to say about Alien, apart from the fact that everyone knows that it's great. And and it's, it doesn't seem to ever age. It's perfect in that regard. Yeah, yeah totally. It could come out tomorrow and still be exciting. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's probably my favourite sci-fi film ever made. Yeah, full stop. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's brilliant. But like I say, I, like, I've got nothing new to contribute there. <laughs> and and I, mean, I mean, I wasn't even watching it for the first time. So what does that tell you? you that know? tells me a lot. Um, and you give me a little bit of a leg up with these. Um, because when I came over to do the Stuart Spark episode. Yeah, that's right. To, uh, this week, uh, we prefaced that by watching An American Werewolf in London. Yeah, which, to be honest, flabbergasted. I would say, like, um, you, you're generally pretty accepting of my general ignorance, general ignorance. And the yeah, fact I do that I try. I do try not to, not to scream at you too much. But I did get this, like, when you, when I said, I was like, oh, um, next up, it's American Werewolf in London, and you were like, oh, you've seen that before, have you? And I was like, no. That was the only time where I thought that I was in kind of like, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> just for anyone who hasn't quite understood that, Mitch just saw. An American woman from London for the first time. Yes, on I would love to be in the position that you're in in many ways, because you're getting to revisit all these films. Well, revisit them. You're getting to visit them, them for the first time. Uh, yeah, like I would love to go back and see some of these films for the first time. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. It really is. Um, and obviously, I also loved American Woman from London. It's a lot of fun. It is. It's great performance wise. It's awesome though as mm-hmm. well. Practical effects wise, it's great. And again, still holds up pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. I think certain, it does. Certain aspects, uh, maybe not, maybe not, but certainly effects-wise, I defy anyone to come out with a bit. Still to this day, to come out with a, a werewolf transformation that's better than that. Yeah, the werewolf transformation is phenomenal. Um, you know what is just on the subject of werewolf transformations? I'm not a massive fan of the show, but have you seen Hemlock Grove? I have on seen Netflix? Hemlock Grove. Yeah. The werewolf transformation in that is astonishingly good. I think. Okay. That's one that sticks out in my memory. I, I mean, I gave up on the program like three episodes later, but <laughs> but, <laughs> but the werewolf transformation is great. Another um, werewolf thing that sticks in my mind is the werewolf knob and uh, wolf cop. And wolf cop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a talking point in the year that I played oh, yeah. um, at the festivals. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they, like you can't have a conversation about werewolf transformations without talking about that. It does, but it does bear uh, digging into, I suppose, because we don't really. Uh, every werewolf film tries very, very hard to hide the genitalia of the werewolf. 
That's very true. Um, you yeah, never yeah, see yeah. you never see like a werewolf bounding down the street with its big ball bag clacking <laughs> clacking off its legs, pendulously <laughs> whapping about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean the, uh, those big hanging balls that you get on like uh, kind of Staffordshire bull terriers yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. like that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's true. And I mean, like Amer- like American Werewolf in London, for instance, is very yeah. canny with the camera angles. Yeah, yeah, very much uh, avoiding the yeah, like uh, having to confront that. But um, yeah, Wolf got very on the nose about it yeah. uh, for sure. But yeah, no, um, that would be that would that's a good shout for a good transformation because it's a better I'm mm. kind of on the fence about the film yeah I don't particularly like it but if I'm honest but uh, I get so uh, yeah kind of a little bit in the Hemlock, vo- uh, Hemlock Grove vein there then which was like good Will Wolf transformation average overall package I think. yeah I think <laughs> and yeah the last one uh, which I just watched this morning uh, but just right before I came here last order of business was watching Angel Heart from 1987 fucking amazing uh, Robert De Niro and Mickey Rourke again not only had I never seen this I'd never heard of it uh, that was great. Loved it. Like I, I, I'm not going to be like this about every film. I assume it just so happens that this week I watched three absolute belters. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I've done those. The reason all these films are on this list is that they're generally pretty good. Yeah, they're generally accepted so, as being yeah. great. And uh, yeah, I would say that for the most part, I've agreed with that so far. Uh, I don't know what my favourite is so far. It might be this. I really Angel re- Heart. Yeah, really enjoyed Angel Heart. That yeah, it's brilliant. Like Mickey Rourke's really good in it, but I think that uh, Robert De Niro's kind of there. Mickey Rourke's amazing, isn't it? He's great, yeah. But I like I've I've got a lot of time for Robert De Niro's performance in it. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, like it's just an interesting like considering in context the other stuff he was doing at the time and yep. things like that. It's a really interesting role for him, and I think he I think he kills it. Like I think he's great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, didn't see the ending coming, but at this point, I never know if that's because it's a good twist or because I've trained my brain to not spot twists because I like surprises. Yeah. Um, so I think that that might be the case. I would have tried to do a fourth this week, mm-hmm. but um, angst is yeah. next. Okay. And I'm currently just investigating how I'm going to get a hold of that. It's a bit uh, of a heavier experience. The next few uh, are pretty heavy. What, what what else do you have coming up? Uh, Angst Asylum Audition are the next three. Oh, fuck, right, okay. Which are all first watches. But yeah, I'm Well, kind of... I did say I wanted to watch Audition with you. Yeah, we can do that. Um, I've got the Arrow Video Blu ray knocking about. Oh, cool. Um, okay. So we'll sit down and we'll get into that together. Yeah, uh, under the, yeah, and I might as well see it looking great as well. Yeah, it's probably helpful. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so those I do are have a tar- an old uh, Tartan Asia Extreme copy of Edition on DVD <laughs> knocking about somewhere if you if you want to take it away and I, reevaluate it in your own time I've, afterwards. I've genuinely, I, I'm not going to lie, I've been putting off watching Edition. Why? Just because I, just, I, I know a decent amount about it. Right, so more just as a reputational thing. Yeah. Not so much putting it off, I guess. It's just kind of like I'm very much aware of the fact that I'm going to have to be in the right mood for it. Right. So I think that the best thing to do is to just bite the bullet and go for it, which okay. I'm going to try and do, uh, if not this week, then next. So I might have to I might have to move out of sequence. That's okay. I would say. But I will still do all, I will do all 100, but something might not be immediately obtainable. I'll have to just improvise. Right. Got um, but yeah, those are the next ones. And like I said, I got lucky this week. Tripler, they were all great. There we go. So where are we then with this uh, this shortwaves? Uh, is that us five in now? Uh, it's six. Six? six. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, so the first week I did two, I did 28 Days Later and um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, that's right. And the week after that, the one you, I think the one I suspect you're forgetting is Abbott and Kitts. Abbott oh, and yes. Yeah, that is absolutely correct. That is the one I'm forgetting. So only another 94 to go then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Six percent in. Yay. <laughs> what an undertaking this has turned out to be. It's going to be great, though. I'm looking at what's coming up, and there are so many first viewings in there. Um, so, no, I'm excited. Good. Now, moving on. Yes. What have I been saying? I really feel like you're not taking the bull by the horns like you were last week with those. 
Anyway, the feedback it's this Sunday, week. Sunday, I'm tired. It's true, yeah. <laughs> um, so, a lot of stuff this week. Um, it's been a very busy week on the feedback. Thank you very much to everyone that's been getting on top. <laughs> what have they been saying? That's what I'm talking about. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Don't want you thinking that I'm, uh, I'm not taking this seriously. You're slacking. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, before we start, a big thank you to uh, Mr. Stuart Spark for taking the time to join us last week. Oh, yeah. Uh, for what was a really fun discussion about Deep Rising and... Um, a lot of people jumping on and engaging with that as well, which was pretty cool. And understandably so. It's, it's bloody excellent. Yeah. Um, but before we get into the Deep Rising chat, um, something from Instagram that I want to mention. Uh, Mouse Shadowcrafts got in touch. Okay. And uh, I actually took a minute to talk about one of Stuart's other films. All right, okay. So uh, The Creature Below is one of my favourite Lovecraftian-style modern movies, which is cool. There you go. Um, That's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But yeah, like I said, before we jump into the Deep Rising stuff, I uh, just wanted to mention that. Yeah. Uh, also, Sandy Gotter got in touch on Twitter, um, who's been listening for a little while. Uh, first time making contact, just saying that she loves Deep Rising as well. That's at Sandy75Mars on Twitter. Excellent. Thanks, Sandy. Uh, you got anything else? Um, do I have anything that's not Deep Rising related? Uh, I don't think I do. I've got I'm a lo- perfectly honest with you. We can just do the Deep Rising stuff now, then, because I've got loads. We do have loads this week. Thanks to everybody for getting in touch. Uh, this is one that certainly engaged people. Very much so, yeah. So, uh, first up, our old buddy Chris Angel, TenshiSan73. Oh, good man. Uh, has got in touch saying, uh, Note to self, when listening to the minisode, try not to do it while in the checkout queue in Asda, shouting, YES! When the next in defensive movie is one of your favourites. We'll get you funny looks. Oh, that's Hashtag class. subaquatic monster movies rock. That's class. Chris actually also got back on another tweet saying, Another cracking podcast. Loved this movie from the very first viewing. A £3 bargain bin ex-rental from Blockbusters Irvin. No doubt sold to me by Billy Kirkwood back in the day. Ah! I still dream of a sequel. Roll on, Mitch's Pitches. So ah, there we go, we'll get to that. Yes, incoming. Yeah. That's cool, thanks for getting in touch, Chris. Uh, we also had uh, Magic Mercer on Twitter uh, getting in touch saying, Deep Rising with Funky Jansen, fucking classic. And that's all. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. one more. A man a few words, but that's, uh, that's all that needs to be said. Yeah, we also had um, uh, Mark Logan. At, okay. me, um, at Men With Bananas on Twitter. Um, getting okay. in touch, saying, uh, Love Deep Rising. Is it now inevitable that Deep Star 6 is done next to finish the Leviathan slash Deep Rising triumvirate? Uh, yeah, we've, we've, we've spoken about that before. In fact, yeah. actually, I just wanted just to round that out. Mark also jumped on with the hashtags. Uh, hashtag need a bigger underwater vehicle. <laughs> hashtag Johnny Mnemonic sucks, which feels like a out of the blue kind of jab. Um, <laughs> <laughs> An apropos of nothing, stab at Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, but uh, thanks for getting in touch, Mark. And who knows, as ever, it is in the hands of the guests. But I certainly wouldn't be averse to doing Deep Star 6. I mean, inevitably, I haven't fucking seen it. But like, of yeah, like, well, but, but well, we did talk it. about it on the, the episode where we had Blade on. Um, yeah, when she did Leviathan. Leviathan. Yeah. Uh, so certainly it came up in that. So you never know. It's one of those things that might just come around. You never do know. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, film fan Stevie jumped in on Twitter as well. Right. Um, again, talking about Deep Rising. Uh, in uh, slightly less charitable terms than some people have been. Okay. He said, uh, Deep Rising equals an Indiana Jones wannabe with a bunch of pirates to a heist on a cruise ship, not knowing a bunch of hungry, jellied, eel-like aliens await them with a kraken-like mama. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Which is, um, which is like, I mean, I like I say, I would, I would, I would chalk that up as a harsh interpretation. But I see where it's coming from. Kraken like mama is going to be the, uh, going to be the name of my kind of bluegrass rock project. Kraken like mama really rolls up. <laughs> <laughs> it was only when I said it again. That's yeah, great. see, there you go. Yeah. Um, you got anything else on Deep Rising? <laughs> Fucking hundreds of stuff. Oh, batter on. Uh, we've got Danny Naylor. Uh, mm-hmm. getting in touch on Twitter. Uh, Dan Naylor's, at Dan Naylor's tweet saying Treat Williams 
Please a nutcase who ate poo in prison and the excellent things to do in Denver when you're dead. All right, okay. I am Godzilla, you are Japan. <laughs> that again, I guess, coming from off the back of uh, Stuart was unsure of other films that Treat Women's have been in. Yes, yeah, that's um, right, I was going to say. Obviously, I informed him to, I guess, not, not to watch The Phantom, but he was certainly in it. To remind him that The Phantom exists and that Treat Williams is in it. And Danny Naylor again pointed out that he's also in The Ridiculous Dead Heat, where he's ironically called Roger Mortis. Outstanding. Yeah, there we go. Good stuff. Um, I have a couple more things. Uh, oh, we had um, obviously I'm not going to go through everything in the conversation, but we had a really we had some really good stuff on Twitter this week with people just kind of interacting with each other yeah, okay. around the episode, and it was Dennis Extra Atherton at Den's Beans on Twitter getting in touch talking about uh, munchies, which you mentioned, <laughs> uh, which yeah, you mentioned, I mentioned munchies because uh, Scream Factory are putting it out on Blu-ray, I think, in the in the states, and it's one of those shitty little films that tries to be critters or gremlins and is just terrible. And um, uh, but Dennis got in touch saying just started the podcast now and laughed hearing Andy saying that Scream Factory are bringing out Munchies on Blu-ray and how shit it is. Then I remembered I still own my original VHS uh, with the tagline just when you thought it was safe to raid the fridge. Uh, and he said, oh, it was like the cover, uh, not the film as much. And he's posted a picture of it there. So it's Den's Beans on Twitter if you want to go take a look at he it. He but- also posted uh, a photo of a bunch of other stuff. He's got a lot of kind of pre-set stuff, like video nasties. I noticed there was Cannibal Holocaust was in there, stuff like The Burning was in there. Yeah. Um, a lot of those tapes are worth a lot of money. Yeah, and um, a few people um, a few people kind of having a bit of uh, engagement with that, which was kind of fun to read. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think that for Deep Rising stuff, uh, that's all that I've got. I've got another one from Darren Gaskell. Oh, yeah? Darren underscore Gaskell. Uh, Deep Rising, Famke Janssen, cool monsters, impressively gross effects, Famke Janssen, gunfire aplenty, fun action sequences, Famke Janssen, amusingly daffy dialogue, great closing line, and the promise of an even more bonkers sequel. Oh, and Famke Janssen. Hmm. I am drawing a mental picture here uh, that Darren might have a wee thing for Famke Janssen. I have no idea what you're basing that on. No evidence of that whatsoever in there. Pure speculation at this point. (laughs) Um, And a couple other things uh, outside of uh, Deep Rising. Uh, First off, uh, obviously last week on the minisode I spoke about uh, May and my kind of general fondness for the films of Lucky McKee. And um, Random Elements got in touch uh, to suggest that I check out Roman, which is uh, basically, I think it's it's a companion piece to me. Yeah, Angela Bettis directed it. And Lucky, and Lucky Mickey stars. Yes. Uh, which I haven't seen. It's been on my list for a while. I've been meaning to get to I it. I haven't seen that. Uh, but it's uh, yeah, it's one I've been meaning to get to because uh, uh, May was the first Lucky Mickey film that I saw. Right, okay. And I made my way around the others after that. And I love almost all of them. What's your holdout? My holdout is all cheerleaders die. I find that film very shrill. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shrill. Yeah, very piercing. Okay. Right, like, okay. uh, yeah, I bet, like, there's just, there's just, there's, and this is, it sounds like such an unbelievably old man complaint, but I'm just like, there is just so much shrieking in that film that serves no obvious end. I don't mind shrieking, I can deal with it, but it's all kind of serving, like, yeah, like I say, no real engaging wider, wider purpose. I have a lot of problems with which all cheerleaders die. I like it considerably less than all of his other stuff in a way that actually feels like a reaction to the quality of all of his other things. All right, okay. Yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> but I, but I love me and I love the woman mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing. And yeah, a kind of a, a kind of natural extension to that would be checking out Roman. Let me ask you this: Have you seen Offspring? Offspring, no. Offspring is a film directed by Andrew Vandenhouten, um, based on Jack Ketchum's book Offspring, mm-hmm. um, which is the prequel to The Woman. Um, oh, cool! Yeah, Pollyanna McIntosh is back in that. Well, I say back in that she originated the role. So this in was Offspring. So this was made before The Woman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe now uh, Pollyanna McIntosh herself is directing a sequel to The Woman called Darling. 
Oh, really? Yeah. That would kind of top up because Darling is the name of the youngest daughter in the family, in the yeah. woman. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. So is she reprising a role again as well? I don't actually know. But that's in development. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, Another great Angela Bettis performance as well. In the and the women. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got one more thing before we move on, and that's uh, some Chelsea Burden. Okay. Got in touch on Twitter this week. Um, Chelsea V on Twitter. Uh, she's been catching up with some of the films that she uh, hasn't seen okay, yet, okay, which okay. is always cool. So she said that she was going to be checking out Blackula this week. Um, <laughs> she hasn't fed back on what she thought on the episode, um, but she started listening to it, got sold on the synopsis that Chris did. Right. I went to check it out, um, but did come back saying, like I say, we haven't heard from her since the ep- since she went back and presumably listened to the episode. Do get in touch, Chelsea. Just let us know you're okay. <laughs> that you haven't got lost in a, a black exploitation hole like I did. But well, she she said that um, she said aside aside from the frequent homophobic slurs, I think that I'm most offended by Blackula's eyebrows and sideburns that appear whenever he gets his vamp on. Will take me some win- will take some winning me over on this one. And said she was going to listen to the rest of the episode this week. Um, we did speculate a little bit about eyebrows, sideburns, what they were, and where they were going on his face during the episode, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, and what their purpose was. Yeah, uh, yeah, crucially. exactly. Perhaps to keep blood out of the out of the eyes. Well, that would make sense. Yeah, um, I was going to say that would make, that would make sense. That's yeah. kind of a stretch, but I know what you mean. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, Chelsea, let us know what you thought um, of the episode, how it informed what you thought of the film, all that kind of stuff. Get in mm-hmm. touch. Yep, absolutely. Um, that's all from me, I believe. Yep, I don't have any more feedback. Thanks to everybody for getting in touch. Yeah, continue that- to do so. That's uh, that's really lovely. Yeah, it was a great week. Feedback today, everyone. It's like I say, it's nice that everyone's engaging both with the show and also with each other. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good nice fun. to see people communicating back and forward. Yeah, that's good. Fun. We did have one other thing actually that's just popped back into my mind there during the episode, the Deep Rising episode, uh, where we're talking about Treat Williams's uh, Thunder and Paradise type high tech ship boat mm-hmm, type yeah. thing that he's scooting around in that has its own theme tune. Um, we tried to figure out whether or not it has a name and whether or not it's mentioned in the film Uh, we were unable to clearly come to a conclusion on that but uh, random elements did get back in touch on Twitter to inform us that the boat is in fact called the Saipan ah good man so there we go good man that puts that to rest yeah. No more sleepless nights. That's that's uh, no, that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. I've had a week of it worrying about that. So yeah. no, thanks. Yeah. Uh, thanks for getting in touch, man. That's all. They're always good to have these like the burning questions answered. Yep. Which brings us on to a new segment, much anticipated. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, this is going to be interesting. This should be interesting. Yeah. It's it's Mitch's pitches. It is indeed Mitch's pitches. Our first attempt at this. Our first attempt at Mitch's pitches. We'll see how this goes. Basically, the the idea that the, for Mitch's pitches was born out of a discussion with a mutual friend, mm-hmm. who suggested that due to your, I don't think it's unfair to say, ignorance. Yeah, it's crushing <laughs> ignorance about uh, the films that exist and the films that are out there in the world, that we would perhaps um, show you the artwork for a film. Okay. Nothing more than the artwork. All right. titles, taglines removed. Right. And based on nothing more than that image, you would try to figure out what the film's about. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we're going to try that now. So what I'm doing is I'm sending the first poster to your mobile phone. Okay, I'm ready. Um, we will also share the images uh, just so people can see what you're working from. So we'll put them up on social on our usual social media channels yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so it's inbound now. You should have it any second now. Oh, it's here. Okay, so if you, if, I mean, I don't know if you, for the benefit, if you want to just describe what you're seeing and then start to formulate your, your synopsis. Of what... Okay, so what we've got here is, um, so it's a pretty menacing looking like clown style, like it kind of looks like a cross between Droopy and Pennywise from the original miniseries. 
Okay. Emerging from a jack-in-the-box holding a tomahawk. Right. <laughs> okay. Reasonable? Uh, that, I would say, yep, I'm also looking at the image, and I would say that was pretty, that was pretty apt. Yep. Yeah. Um, ugh, this is tricky. Uh, okay, I'm not gonna. I'm, like, I'm not gonna make any attempt at the title. Obviously. Right. Okay, that's fine. I will tell you after this. I yeah. Will, I, I, okay. I'll, I won't keep you in suspense. I will tell you once once you've you've had your your, your crack at it. Okay. Right. Um. So I'm gonna, can I can I have two theories? Yeah, you can have two theories. Cool. You can have as many theories as you like. Right. right. Okay. So I th- right first I'm gonna go for. <laughs> Honestly, you should see his face just now. It's just a mask of confusion. Right. I'm gonna go with. Family go to say fairground, right? Win this thing, this Jack in the Box with tickets, take it home with but, tickets, with tickets, you 500 know. tickets, Five you tickets. get a menacing Jack in the Box, exactly. yeah, <laughs> precisely that, right, okay. yeah, yeah. For, for 500 tickets, you get um, you get a possessed Jack in the Box, okay. Um, I love the fact that I'm already so far off the mark because no, your no, face no, is an absolute picture, um, but I'm gonna say that like the, the actual events of the film are not as like kind of like overtly daft or violent as what you see here, right? Okay, so I'm gonna say that like rather than this being like a Jack in the Box that emerges from the Jack in the Box and kills people, I'm gonna say that like it's more like a cursed thing that visits general misfortune on. Right, like a monkey's paw type. Scenario. Totally, yes, right, exactly okay. that, right? <laughs> like rather, an Annabelle. Yeah, rather than like a Chucky. Right, okay. <laughs> a Chucky. <laughs> oh, fuck off, right? You know what I mean? More right, like okay. more like Chucky than Annabelle. Okay, so that's theory one. Yes. Okay. Uh, but, but I would say that like, uh, presumably, given that this looks like it did not come out yesterday... No, it didn't. I would say... That's, that's, that's true. That um, I'm not sure how they would eventually get clear of it, but... Judging by what generally happens when people have to pick apart demonic presences, I'm going to guess that the affluent white family that this is happening to have an ethnic minority housekeeper who has seen the demon before and around about that hour mark, and what I'm guessing is about an 85-minute film, right. uh, takes a dusty book off the shelf, blows the dust off it, and explains how they have to defeat the demon, and they do it, and then everything's fine, and then there is a stinger, perhaps of like some other kind of like fairground-related paraphernalia, that there might be a sequel. Okay, okay. Uh, and is there a second theory still? Second theory is way, uh, way less specific. I'm just going to say that, that it's like it's some sort of weird iconography for some kind of anthology. <laughs> So, uh, I can tell you right. that it, it relates directly to Toby Hooper's 1981 slasher, The Fun House. Okay, right. Um, in which a group of hapless, uh, hapless idiots are stalked and killed by uh, a killer in a fun house. That's like, I mean, I, like, I think there's a better film in there than that idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the better film might be my idea. <laughs> But fine, okay. Yep, that's uh, it's 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 not a great film, The Fun House. Okay, uh, it found itself in some bother. It got uh, kind of embroiled up in the video nasties. Okay, palaver. But yeah, that was uh, that was the artwork for The Fun House. Okay, and, and that, that was was Witch's Pitches, which I don't think went too badly. I think that I was close-ish. Well, no. Let's not say close. <laughs> Let's not say close. That's fucking yeah, nonsense. Yeah. It was very, very wrong. You were pretty far off. It was entertaining, though, I hope. Yeah. yeah. Close. Yeah, I think you were. Yeah. In the sense that it was amusing. Yeah, yeah was... let's definitely keep doing that. I enjoyed it. And let's see if I can ever get any closer than that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it, it, can't, be, it can't be easy. I don't envy you the task, let's be honest. No, but yeah. that, that was fun. That was fun. Like, uh, yeah, I, I want to do another one of those very soon. That's what we'll do. We'll do it again next week. Yeah, and um, yeah. If, do you think that was good? Do you think that was pish? Get in touch. Let us know. <laughs> I mean, like, 
definitely let us know if it was pish. Yeah, over yeah, and above anything else. If that was crap, then definitely want yeah, to know. And then we can axe that shit. Okay, um, so podcast recommendation for this week, Mitch. Oh, who, yeah. Who are you listening to? Uh, so I'm going to go with one that I've been listening to for a really long time. I've listened to it for a couple, uh, two, three years. Um, Bloody Good Horror. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Uh, yeah, big fan of this one. Have been, for like I say, for a really long time. It's um, generally somewhere in the region of, of four or five of them. There's like They've been doing it since, I think, Halloween 2007. Right. Um, so they've been at it for a really long time, and you've got your kind of founding members, but also they've got this kind of revolving door of newer uh, guys and girls who come in to do it too. Right. Generally, they pick a film and just discuss it for about an hour, but it's a new release, and they just do it. like There's no guests or anything. They just do it right. themselves. It's mostly new releases, but recently they've kind of pulled back a bit and started doing some older things. Okay. And like sometimes theatrical, sometimes it's Netflix stuff. But yeah, basically it's one film per week and uh, they'll, they announce it kind of like we do and to give you time to catch up with it. It's pretty entertaining. I really like it. Um, they all kind of bring different things to the table. There's some really fun features in there. I, I really like it. They're, they're, you can tell they've been doing it for 10, 11 years. Right. They, they kind of, the chat's very natural and really fun. So yeah, bloody good horror. I love it. Check it out. There you go. That's your recommendation for the week. Go and stick some bloody good horror in your ear holes. Yeah. Which brings us on to this week. Yes, this week. Guestless. Guestless this week. We've had a, we've had a cancellation. A withdrawal, which will be rescheduled again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, definitely, yeah. Watch the space. Um, we'll, that uh, The person that was originally slated to be coming on will be joining us in the near future. But the show must go on. Yeah. We're going to do a head-to-head. We're going to do a head-to-head, yes, indeed. Now, you got the last one with the tension. I did indeed, yeah. <laughs> I'm bringing a film that I absolutely love. A lot of people think is absolute shite. Okay. Uh, those people are wrong. Uh, of course. <laughs> currently straddling a pretty disrespectful 3.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Yikes, really? Possibly the lowest scoring film that we've had. 3.9? 3.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Okay, Pretty okay. bad. Um, I think that's pretty uncharitable. Um, we're going back to 1977. Okay. Back to William Sachs's The Incredible Melting Man. Okay. Yeah. Incredible Melting Man. Okay. Gonna surprise you here, Andy. Haven't seen that one. Yeah, you'll see it really soon. Wow. The Incredible Melting Man has 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Don't trust that website. That's, uh, Don't trust that website at all. I mean, I know. You know, you've got, you got to take Rotten Tomatoes with a certain like pinch of salt. That is staggeringly low. I would make the contention that that's <laughs> the lowest of any film that we've done so far. I think it might be. Yeah, I but... think it might be the first one that's in single digits. I am now fascinated. Yeah. I am all in. Uh, it's a film that I've got a massive amount of affection for. Uh, uh, I just I love it. I don't want to get too far into it just now. But uh, you can pick it up. Arrow Video, I've got a Blu-ray out. I think you can get it on some of the streaming platforms. Something in my head's telling me it's on Shudder. I could be wrong. Okay, well... Um, but certainly you can pick it up and you, I think you can get it in numerous places. Uh, it's accessible. Um, it's, I'm glad it's accessible because I'm going to have to watch it pretty quick. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, okay, so it's a head-to-head. Uh, so Andy, of course, in episode one, had uh, won the draw and had yeah. the first one. Uh, we did Friday the 13th Part 5. It was my turn in episode three. We did Detention. And episode 15, we head back to our roots and do a head-to-head. And it's The Incredible Mountain Man from 1977. Yeah. So I guess that's just about it for this week, but if you want to get in touch, loads of ways you can do that. Facebook and Instagram, we are Strong Language Violent Scenes. On Twitter, we are Strong Violent PC. And you can also email us at stronglanguagevioentscenes at gmail.com. And don't forget, if you're feeling charitable and uh, you want to help us out covering uh, hosting costs, things like that, there's also a PayPal link to that email if you want to uh, throw us a couple of quid. But needless to say, no obligation whatsoever to do that. Yeah, Um, and if you want to listen to us, it's uh, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Podbean. 
So we'll be back this Friday, 8 a.m. BST, as Andy makes the case for the incredible Melting Man. Join us then if you can, and in the meantime, don't forget that it is better to die a hero than live as food in a world of chuds. Good night. Bye. You've been listening to Strong Language and Violent Scenes with Andy Stewart and Mitch Bain. Strong Language and Violent Scenes theme by Mitch Bain. Production and artwork by Andy Stewart. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Podbean.